Horror Riders Podcast, episode number 53. All right, and welcome to the Horror Writers Podcast, the show with two horror authors discussing all things in the world of horror. I'm Jay Thorne, and with me, as always, is Zach Bohannon. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing great, Jay. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Hey, how's the See, weather? See, no there, lower Jay? thirds. How's the weather, Jay? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it is. Uh, it's it's you know it's it's minus eighty degrees out here in in Cleveland, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so yeah, so we have no lower thirds because they're not working, and so I figured we would just mess around and, and do that. So uh, we'll quit being dumb. Um, this week's episode, we've got on uh, a good buddy of, of ours uh, who is a, a fan of the show. Um, I called you a fan. <laughs> uh, he watches the show, um, and he's 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 a good bud of ours, um, and it's uh, writer Chad Letsky. I, did I say Letsky right? I didn't even ask you that before yes. I started. Perfect. All right. So, so how you doing, Chad? I'm doing great, man. Thanks. Awesome. We're glad. We're totally glad to have you on. So, uh, so we're gonna get to know Chad a little bit today. Uh, let you guys get to know him. Talk about some of his books and his writing. Um, but before that, um, Jay, I know we had a couple, a couple of little announcements we want to make. So I can pass it on over to you and let you do that. Yeah, we wanted to remind everyone that we are doing the Bird Box. I was going to say Bird Box Book Club. That's a lot of bees. The Horror Writers Podcast <laughs> Book Club for Bird Box uh, with our man Josh. <laughs> He's uh, we, we've got that is confirmed. We're going to do that episode. It's going to be in late May uh, this month. So you have a good three, at least three weeks, to get us any questions that you want. You can leave them in the comments. You can email us, uh, Carrier Pigeon, however you want to get us a message, and. Um, We'll bring those with us when we do the show and, and talk to Josh, and it should be really cool. So definitely make sure to do that. For sure, yeah. And Mason, I know that you had questions, so get them in. So Yeah, Mason, get your homework done, damn it. Yeah, he he's one of our uh, listeners and, and, and reads reads both our books. So And I know that he uh, told me he had some questions for Josh because he read Bird Box in like three hours. So. Nice. Um, and, and had some questions. So, uh, and uh, Jay, I know you have uh, one other little thing you want to announce. Yeah, you uh, you were kind enough to post that on on our behalf on the Horror Writers Podcast Facebook post. But my my uh, Clive Barker project that was years in the making uh, finally saw the light of day this week. I got everything finalized, made all my last contacts and stuff, and got that up. Uh, on Monday, so if you want to check it out, it's jthorne.net slash Clive Barker. Whole stories there, the audio, the video, everything. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm I'm kind of relieved it's done. Glad it's out there. Kind of kind of satisfied with it. Um, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool experience. Yeah, it's yeah, it's awesome. So uh, definitely watch it. Um, it, it's just the whole production's really cool. Um, I it, I tell you I watched it and I got when I got to the end I was like what the hell's going like that was weird and I didn't realize it was just a chapter so yeah. uh, when I, when I read your backstory and stuff and uh, actually I think I heard you talk about it on the intronaut 
um, I was like, ah, okay, it's a, it's a chapter. It's not like a whole story because I was like, well, I, I just didn't get it. Uh, so, but it's but uh, once I realized that, I was like, okay, this is really really cool. Um, but it's cool either way. But the story itself, anyways. Thanks, so, uh, yeah, is it, it's awesome. So definitely, uh, definitely go check that out. So, uh, so Chad, another thing we do sometimes is we kind of talk about uh. Uh, things that we've been reading or watching. So, uh, you got anything cool you've been reading lately or watching, Chad? Um, yeah, I'm reading. Uh... <laughs> I totally forgot. A book. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it must be real cool. I just finished *Good Night Rain* by James Newman, and it's one of the best things I've read in a really long time. It's like uh, *Boys Love* by Robert R. McCammon, kind of like that. Nice. He's a great, great author, and I'm reading, um, my buddy John Bowden sent me uh, an anthology put out by uh, Shock Totem, and by, I can't remember the name of the author, but it's called Greener Pastures, and that's pretty good, too. I have that. I'm horrible. I can't remember the guy's name, but I've been reading that. Anthology. Nice. Cool. Oh, Very cool. you know that reminded me. I I feel like I I wanted to mention this on the show, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call anyone out in particular, but it came to our attention that there was a certain indie publisher who was doing anthologies, who was not Chad, um, who was uh, claiming that the Horror Writers Podcast had somehow endorsed or or blurbed their book, and and we got several emails and communications about that, and um, that's didn't happen, and I, apparently we weren't the only ones who were used in uh, in a promotion. So I read that. Yeah, I read about that. Yeah. So I mean, if you if you're an indie publisher or or author, I mean, this is a small community. Like, just reach out or don't do it. I don't, I don't know. It seems seems pretty straightforward to me, but I just felt like I had to mention that on the air. Yeah, a lot For of sure, drama yeah. surrounding that one. Yeah, yeah, and again, I don't want to even say the name of it because I don't really want to promote them. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, there's. I'll go ahead and tell you right now, there's really nothing out there that has our name on it except for stuff that we post on our Facebook page or talk about here. So, um, yeah. So and, th- and thanks for clearing. We're not going to sell your book anyways. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of flattered, but um, no one's going to buy your book because our name's on it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So. Uh, yeah, you're kind of wasting your time even putting us on there. So it's not, you know, it's it's not gonna, not going to do anything. I mean, so, at least uh, pick like like you know the SPP or Joanna Penn's podcast. <laughs> you know, go big. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they went small because they thought they wouldn't get busted. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. One one other thing I wanted to bring up before we before we start actually talking to you know get to know Chad and stuff is a. Um, because I'm still just reading The Walking Dead, so I don't know. Like, I don't really have much cool to talk about other than yeah. Game of Thrones, which has been awesome. But uh, but I know that'll get Carlson Claire like all hard if I start talking about that. Ah, uh, there um, you go. You but have uh, to drop his name in there, and then we're gonna deal I with do. That's Claire comments on Facebook. It's it, well, the funny part is I'm never gonna explain who the hell he is. That'll be the best part. <laughs> so people who watch are just gonna be like, who the hell is that guy? Um, but uh. But no, um, <laughs> last week you'd mentioned on the show that when you were in school, uh, your teacher showed you, uh, what was the name of that movie? Uh, the, the post-apocalyptic Threads. movie? Threads, Threads, right? Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, and I know I posted this on your Facebook this week, but uh, a teacher in here in Tennessee just got busted this week for showing the Human Centipede two in their class, <laughs> which is just ridiculous, <laughs> you know. So I it was funny how that came up after we talked about that. Like, I don't know if either of you guys have seen the Human Centipede. Like, I actually wasted time and watched the first one, and uh, I've heard the second one's even worse. So uh, it's kind of kind of hard to believe they showed that. In a classroom, but uh, but but yeah, and I know for a fact, spoiler alert, that there's a part in that movie where a uh, a woman is trying to get away in a car and she forgets that her baby is on the floor and she smashes the gas. Oh, <laughs> and, come on! Yeah. <laughs> so I hope they skip that part in the. And I, I have a friend who saw it who told me about that, and I was just like. So hopefully they didn't get to that part in the class, but <laughs> but it's just ridiculous. So, but uh, I know Chad loves torture porn, so I figured I'd bring that up. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's a great transition. All right, Chad, let's get to know you. Yeah. So speaking so speaking of human centipede, I know that's a big influence <laughs> on your books, Chad. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, um, so uh, so we mentioned you know Chad. Chad's a writer. Um, I, I've read some of his stuff. Um, I actually listened. Uh, to Night as a Catalyst, which is his uh, uh, one of his short story collections. Um, or, well, y- you might have more. I think you have more than one. But uh, but also, um, I always mess this one up, Chad. I know it's it's either the Him Down Deep or the Him Deep Down. Which one is it? I can never remember right. Him Deep Down. Got it. Him him Deep Down. Sorry, that's totally my fault. But uh, that was... a. Uh, uh, I read that. Uh, I was a pre-reader for that last year, and it was like one of my favorite stories I read last year. It was awesome. Um, so, uh, but he's got a bunch of other stuff. Um, so, uh, Chad, why don't you you want to kind of start off and and maybe tell our audience kind of you know how you got into this whole writing thing? Um. Yeah. Okay. I. I. Uh, it's kind of strange. I, I. When I grew up, I hated reading. I never read anything. I think by the time I, I read uh, maybe. I read most of Amityville Horror when I was like a when it first came out because it was there was all this hype about it being true and there was like just this whole phenomenon that I was I was just engrossed in it. The movie came out and so my parents had the book and I, I flipped through it and I tried to find all the highlights and I did the same thing with The Exorcist but I never really, totally read them and so I didn't really start reading other than like Fangoria magazine and Famous Monsters of Film magazine until I was like maybe 23, 24, um, and at the time I was going to college, and I thought I was going to be a teacher, and I, I was writing papers in my English class, and they just, they sucked. I was not good at it, and, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't fail a class, but I didn't do uh, that great, and that year I read, um, I just read constantly, just all kinds of books, and I, I kind of learned to write just from reading, mainly Dean Koontz and Clyde Barker and um, Stephen King um, and some other stuff that my dad had turned me on to, like uh, Richard Matheson and uh, William Goldman. And so I had a really good time that first couple of years. And so I wrote like uh, I think four stories and uh, I put it away for almost 20 years. And then when I saw these people doing stuff online, and self-publishing and all that, I decided to try it. So I wrote a story uh, about, I didn't write anything about zombies, but it's the only idea that I have time. 
and uh, um, it turned out really well. And so I wrote it and got it published. And uh, the thing has been all over the place. I, I just got invited to to uh, reprint in an anthology. So that's not like fourth place it's going to be that that particular first story um, by the end of the year. So, and then I just started writing short stories, man. And I, I always um, I always just like I don't know. I like I liked I, maybe it has something to do with my attention span when reading or uh, watching shows. Sometimes I would like the little like Twilight Zones or Tales from the Crypt and uh, Outer Limits and all that kind of stuff. And I just so that's that's what I write. It's just shorter fiction, and uh, I've been you know trying to write longer stuff, and and uh, it's it's coming along slowly, but it's happening. And I did some freelance stuff for some magazines that I grew up reading, uh, like Famous Monsters and, and uh, Room Work, um, other stuff. But that, that's not really my thing. I mean, it, it's cool and it pays better than. And uh, the fiction stuff does, but I'd rather write fiction. It's a lot more fun. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, and um, <clears throat> Chad and I kind of have a running joke about how he only writes short stories, so I feel like he's kind of trying to justify it to me too. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, but no, I just like I like messing. But his short fiction's awesome. So all, all the stories in that as a catalyst were were a lot of fun. So, um, so so yeah, Jay, I'm. I'm gonna guess that you have a music question. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> since all, since all three of us are also, since he's another musician, but, but, uh, but yeah, I'll toss it over to you. Yeah, this is this is always really cool. Uh, this has happened a few times on the show, in that um, I, I feel like Chad and I have been friends for so long, and I think this is the first time we've ever spoken. Uh, it's just one of those weird things where it's like, oh That's yeah. That's how I, I feel I, too. Yeah. I know. It's like I feel like you know Chad and I were hanging out as teenagers because we you know we have a lot in common, but yes. uh, definitely you know definitely one of those areas things we have in common that has to do with music. And uh, I, I was wondering maybe if you could just talk about um, sort of what your early influences are. And uh, I love your Throwback Thursday pictures on Facebook. Uh, they, um, you got some great old shots of you in different bands and stuff. I, um, maybe just kind of tell us, like, you know, what that was like and and what music did for you, and maybe even what you're doing now that's around music. Um, I uh, I just stumbled across music on my own. My dad had a record collection that he never really got out. I think it's been uh, bred, but it's a '70s rock band or '70s soft rock band. But that's about it. And I used to like that, but I discovered some other stuff that he had in there, like the Stones and um, the Beatles, and he had a Hendrix record in there. And when I found that, it was just I, it was just too much for me. I didn't get it. So all that feedback and the distortion, and it was at the time it was just way too hardcore. And '70s Kiss came out, and I just I went nuts, and I was obsessed with them. By the time I was like seven or eight, and uh, I followed them for a while, and then. Discovered uh, ECDC and then Sabbath, and every year I asked for a guitar for uh, for Christmas and for my birthday because I wanted to be like Gene Simmons or something. You know? <laughs> and so uh, my parents just didn't—they never got me one. So when I was 16, I I got one, and uh, I started playing and got in some bands. And, and by that time, I had discovered uh, punk rock, and so I played in some some punk punk bands and, and like metal bands and like crossover stuff. Um, 
some like funk, some funk stuff, and just played shows locally. Just did a little bit of recording, nothing like you know that professional in the studio or anything like that. It was just there was a really healthy punk rock scene in Battle Creek mm-hmm. in the '80s and early '90s. Bands were putting out their own vinyl and, and making their own shirts and stuff. Everything was DIY. It was really exciting. And uh, so the punk shows were just, it was just something that I wasn't experiencing any, anywhere else. That, that intimacy of being at a show like that. And, uh, so, um, but I haven't been in a band in a long time. I did, write, I did buy a bunch of uh, like recording equipment for like home recording equipment. I got like home recording speakers and, and, uh, it's just all, you know, all kinds of stuff that I spent way too much money on, and the learning curve was so huge, and I got busy with work and all this stuff, and, and it's still kind of just sitting around. Um, and I'm into all kinds of different music, so I don't really, I don't really use it. But when I do, I like to do something that's probably more. Uh, I don't know. I'm a big fan of The Cure, and I really like uh, new age type music, mm-hmm. uh, like Patrick O'Hearn and stuff like that. And some of this more uh, like modern, like I can't—I I don't know what it's called, like uh, soul, electronic soul stuff, like Twin Shadows, and uh, a lot of stuff that a lot of people haven't have uh, that I'm just now discovering. So, nice. but as far as band, I haven't been in a band in a long time. I miss it though. I miss it a lot. I noticed too. You, it's you—you you have this interesting sort of. Uh, you kind of mentioned punk rock and heavy metal together, and I think in hindsight, like now looking back, it, you can totally see those are very similar subgenres of, or, or genres on their own. But I think at the time, th- those those didn't mix. Like I, I'm wondering sort of how you coexisted in, in the punk world and the heavy metal world at the same time. Fortunately for me, yeah, when, when I discovered punk, I had just started to grow my hair long, so it was uh, it was like an oxymoron, you know. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't get beat up at shows, um, and everybody was cool with it. But you could go to a show, and because you had long hair, like get beat up. Yeah. And then I think around the early '80s, bands like DRI and Cryptic Slaughter and The Accused had this crossover scene where everybody just kind of got along. You know, some of these punk bands, even like Black Flag, getting slacked because Henry and them were growing their hair out. And we're just kind of doing it as a middle finger to the rest of the punk scene, saying, you know, this, this isn't what punk's value, our hair, you know, just leave us alone. And if anything, it was, they were rebelling against, it was like the most punk rock thing to do at the time, is to rebel against punk rock. So <laughs> it, it, the scene here wasn't really like that, and, and that was cool. There was no way I was getting my hair cut, though. Way, way too many chicks were digging it, and so <laughs> I was not about to get my hair cut. <laughs> I hate that. I know, man. It sucks, you know. The chicks are just all over you and stuff. I, ah, horrible, horrible problem to have. It's terrible. <laughs> well, I'm I'm younger than both of you, and I'm going bald. So uh, we're all awesome. going bald. Every one of us. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you might have noticed this second ago. I ducked out. The reason why is because I've been. <clears throat> uh, you start talking about vinyl and stuff, and I have something I have to show off. It's on the shelf behind me because I have a record player right next to me because I listen to records a lot when I'm writing. And uh, I have this, which my dad which my dad bought the week it came out. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so this is like an original pressing of Led Zeppelin 4. T- totally unplanned. Check it out. Yeah. 
Oh, oh nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm totally, wearing, totally. Am. Yeah, in case it didn't show up on the, on the audio feed, I'm wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt. Totally unplanned. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, this thing <laughs> sounds amazing. So, and uh, it's cool. Just my dad, like you know, he gave me a bunch of records, and he's just got stories about some of them, so many of them. And it's just, yeah, it's that's kind of stuff is just totally gonna go away with everything going digital. So, um, staying staying on that for a second. Um, so, um, does like how does music like I imagine music must influence your writing in a way. Um, so. Or, or does it like does does music influence your writing in a way, and if so, like how? Like your fiction. Um. Yeah, it it, it does. I sometimes um, you know I write with music, but normally I don't write with anything that's real catchy or anything. I get <laughs> distracted, so I'll put like movie soundtracks on or ambient stuff um, to set the mood. But there are times when. There's a story in particular in Night of the Catalyst called Deprivation, um, where this truck driver is having a hard time dealing with uh, uh, being, uh, he's going through sleep deprivation and uh, malnutrition, and starts to lose his mind a little bit. And in there, I have that uh, else, um, the song Black, Black Juju is playing, and it's perfect for that. Um, and so when I wrote this, because the truck driver is a little truck. Everyone's listening to that as he's going through this, and it's kind of tribal. There's a breakdown. It's kind of tribal, and so I, I listened to that when I when I wrote the scene, and hoping that maybe people would even listen to it while they're doing that. And I don't know if it's something that um, I mean. I throw band you know names in there and stuff, um, and like maybe sometimes uh, well, I just wrote a song for. Uh, Song. I just wrote a, a story called uh, "Crowding Up a Human Face," and it's based on um, a Misfit song. And it, it, I stole the lyric from there. And then uh, I just got into a David Bowie anthology for um, it goes to cancer research and stuff. So it's it's not necessarily something that I use and draw from to get ideas, but I, I definitely try to throw it in there because it is such a huge part of my life. And uh, I think that, um, I don't know, the, the, uh, the new Faith the More album has a song in there called Cone of Shame. And every time I hear it, I just hear a horror story in there. And I, I wrote like a, a synopsis of something that I would like to write based on my, di my idea of that song. And, and it's just, uh, I've equated that with being something really creepy. And so every time I hear that song, I, I want to write that story. I haven't wrote it yet, but... That's probably the only thing that's really truly inspired me. Mm. I did get a blurb from uh, the singer for The Accused, one of my favorite uh, crossover bands, and he he's not a writer or anything, but he's just kind of one of my musical idols. And, <coughs> me. and so I was able to get a blurb from him, and uh, I slapped that on the back cover of the print version of Night of the Catalyst. So it was kind of like a that was special just for me, if anything. Yeah, I think we should, um, when I say we, I mean Zach. I think in the show notes we should include a link to the blog post you wrote about that because it was really good. Um, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I was, it was just, it was really neat the way you kind of told that story and, and, and what that, and what he meant to you and what the band meant to you. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, send me a link and I'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll definitely be sure to, uh, to include that for sure. Um, 
So I want to ask you a little bit about um, the hymn Deep Down. Um, did I get it right that time? Hymn Deep Down? <laughs> um, so like, like I said, that was one of my favorite stories I read last year. Like that intro, <clears throat> I don't want to spoil for anybody, but the intro of that book was was awesome. Um, I mean, I was like hooked and uh, just sat there and read the whole thing in one sitting. Um, uh, how did you get hooked? So you wrote, you collaborated that uh, on that with uh, with Terry West. Um, and, uh, and so I, I know Jay's done a lot of collaborations. Um, you know, I, I haven't, I'm kind of working on one right now, but, uh, haven't really done them. But, uh, how did you get hooked up with him and kind of what was that? <laughs> Jay, Jay's winking at me. So, um, yeah, cause, cause I'm, I'm hitting around something that, that, uh, three people on this show right now might be involved in. <laughs> But uh, but but how how'd you get uh like so how'd you get hooked up like, with him and and uh with Terry West and and kind of what was that process like? Um, I started uh about a year and a half ago, but well, not two years I think. I started be I was the uh, admin for Horn Album Reviews, and in an email that I got from the owner of that website and from the owner of uh, Addicted to Horror Movies, he told me some people to pay close attention to um, because they have supported horror novel reviews and stuff and Terry's name was in one of them and to share his stuff frequently and everything um, because I really wasn't sure I was going into a blind so I wasn't sure what to do so um, I shared Terry's stuff and I read it and I did some reviews for him and, and I thought that uh, and I had read a lot of indie stuff around that time and, and to be honest some of it was just not very good um, at all, and when I read Terry's stuff, it was really good. I liked it, and um, so um, we just kind of hit it off a little bit. And um, uh, he he asked me um, he asked me if I wanted to uh, submit a story into Kent Hill's um, Straight to Video. It's it's like a, it's this trilogy that he he did with story. All the stories are kind of like B movie type stuff, and even in the table of contents, it, it has like instead of like story by, it'll say like a film by Chad Lutzky, and then it has the everything. But even the cover looks like a movie poster. The the, the uh, spine on it says VHS and stuff. It's like a, it's supposed to be a throwback to like 80s cheesy stuff. So I, I wrote a couple stories, and um, and I was able to get into two of the books of the trilogy. And at the time, Terry wanted to write something together. And so um, we were both kind of busy with other stuff, and finally we, we got it, and he threw an idea at me. Because the last collaboration I did, uh, I I kind of did 95% of it. It wasn't really a collaboration. It was kind of a, it was a learning experience. But I didn't really want to use all of my ideas. So Terry said, well, I've got this idea. And he had, he had the title already, The Hindi Town. And I liked the title because... I didn't know what the heck it meant. The title that I, it doesn't spell out for me, I'm intrigued right away. So um, he said, well, I've got this idea about this thing. And he told me this story. And I said, well, that sounds like The Walking Dead and what's already happened. And he's like, yeah, that's true. I never thought of that. And I said, how about we switch this up this up? And and then how about we do this for an ending? Uh, he, did, he wrote that whole uh, first scene. And a lot of people like that that whole scene, and it is it is gruesome. It's really dark, and he, that was his whole thing. He started it, and he said, "Here's what I've got." He sent it, and then we we have these beats that we were going by that he had 
set out based on our conversation. But the, the entire end uh, was mine um, and some of the other ideas. So he'd write a paragraph like the first one, and then I would kind of revise it, and then I'd write, you know, four or five hundred words, and then send it back to him. And he wasn't real picky about about um, his stuff, and so it was a, it was a good um, working relationship. It was it was nice. He's a good guy. Very cool. Yeah, <clears throat> it was a uh, like I said, I, I it was it was a great story, and it kind of um, yeah, it was it was it was awesome. So uh, I liked the intro. It had the story had a really good theme. Um, I really enjoyed it, and, and like I told you when I read it, I mean, <clears throat> I'm, uh, uh, it's got me really excited uh, that and your short stories to to you know read something of yours that's that's longer. As much as I mess with you about that, like seriously, like uh, it'll be. It, it it'll be awesome because I've because I've enjoyed your uh, your short work so much. So, um, so something else I want I, I wanted to ask you was uh, so you do a lot of editing too. Um, I know you're involved in editing uh, some anthologies and stuff if I'm correct. Um, so uh, which of those would you like? Do you enjoy writing more or do you enjoy like editing and putting together anthologies and stuff more? Uh, writing. Editing is more of like a, almost like a obsessive compulsive thing. It's like, I'm like a grammar Nazi, so I can't help it. When I'm reading something, it just stands out to me, and I, I want to reach out to, to a person and say, hey man, you screwed this up, or, or uh, you should maybe do this, and I keep my mouth shut for the most part. But if I think somebody can handle it, then I'll, you know, say, hey, what do you think of these suggestions, you know? And normally, you know, people are really receptive. And if they're not, then um, but, uh, but I I I prefer uh, writing on my own. But I I I, I, I like to edit uh, just to I don't know not only to like proofread and, and stuff like that, but just maybe toss out ideas. Say, what do you think of this idea? You know, uh, which I think. Uh, I'm sure Jay has experienced working with so many different people that when you get these minds together and they just make create something that you would not be able to do on your own. You know, you're looking at it from one perspective, from one angle, and it's hard unless you put your story down for three, four months to look at it any other way. Just like if you record, you know, we've all recorded music in bands, <clears throat> you record it and then you kind of get tired of it and then you dig it out a couple years later and you're like, man, this is pretty awesome. This is a great song that we wrote. You know, it's kind of that same thing, but at, at, at first, you kind of have tunnel vision, so it helps to have, you know, some extra feedback or whatever. I like to, to get the feedback, too. I don't always take it, and, and people don't always take my suggestions either, but, I mean, we're, we're artists, so we're, it's how we roll, I guess. Yeah, it's a good, you know, it's a good distinction that you make between creating something sort of out of a lump of clay, like your own stuff, versus um, using your creativity in an editing mode, which is a totally different kind of creativity, but just as valuable. And I think it, I think you're right. There is, there are times where you sort of have to shut the door and you do something yourself, and there's a reason for that. And then there's a time to sort of invite other creative minds in and. And and your band situation, your, your band analogy is a great one. Like you think of, uh, you know, like Trent Reznor um, or Dave Grohl, these guys who can write and record entire albums by themselves, and sometimes they do, and they're awesome. 
Yeah. And then they get in a and they get in a room with other musicians and they crank stuff out and it's awesome. So it's mm -hmm. a, it's a different type of creativity and I think uh, speaking for myself, I'd like to have I'd like to be able to change gears and not always do the same thing all the time. It kind of yeah. sounds like you're saying with the editing. Yeah. Sorry, I had to unmute there. <clears throat> um, my kids in the other room like having a fit, so I'm trying to make sure that make sure that doesn't make sure that doesn't get through the uh, microphone. Hey, and speaking of which, we need to make this podcast go like another 20 minutes, so I don't have to walk out there. Just saying. Uh. But uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, we're actually uh, we're we're kind of coming up on on, on our time here. Um, but uh, but Jay, did you have anything else you wanted to ask him? But I'll let you take your drink. I'll stall for a second. No, it's good. And, uh, <laughs> did you you have anything you wanted to ask Chad about or bring up or? I not, no, I mean not necessarily ask him about. I think it's uh it was just a, a real pleasure to to speak to him for the first time. So thanks for coming on, Chad. Uh, oh man, I, I really appreciate it, guys. I really do. You guys are awesome, and, and this is kind of this is special for me. So thank you. Well, good. I mean, it's it's been. It's just been really cool, and and I was thrilled that you uh, that you gave me a piece for the internet, and and thrilled that um you know we're working together now. Wink, wink. It's Zach. Uh, we are. Oh, we are. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't get the email, I guess. Uh, but no, it's, you it's guys cool. are all doing stuff. I'm trying to catch up at this point. So yeah, you're just trying to. Mute I'm way you. behind everybody else. I'm <laughs> seeing people saying, "Oh, I'm done," and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah." So. Well, I, I better pretty, get started. I think pretty soon um, we'll, we'll quit. We'll quit being teases to everyone, and, and pretty soon yeah. I think we'll we'll share what we're talking about and and have um, have everyone on the show for for an episode. There there. Uh, That'll be cool. Yeah, there's a handful of us now, kind of working on something, and when we roll that out, and and I think we'll have everybody on, and and that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> I think everyone, everyone, it's it's cool. So uh, it, that'll be fun to talk about. And like you said, we'll have to have everybody on. So, but uh, yeah, likewise, uh, Chad, what Jay said, it's just I'm I'm glad you uh, agreed to come on everything, and um and and like I said, you've been a a big supporter of the show, and uh, and and you know I'm with Jay, like I feel like that you know we've been friends for a long time and stuff. So it's a uh, it's cool to finally have you know be able to talk to you like this. So it's uh, been been a lot of fun. So. Um, so where, uh, where's a good place online where people can find you? Um, www.chadlutzke.weebly.com. Cool. Um, there's awesome. There. Okay, cool. And we'll be sure to, uh, I'll be sure to put that in the show notes and everything. So, uh, you can just look below and you can click. So, um. So yeah, so we'll chat again. We appreciate having you on. Um, so uh, this is a lot of fun. So um, we yeah, will. Yeah, don't forget Bird Box and leave yeah. us five star reviews. Yeah, Bird Box and five star reviews. Subtly, subtly, just work that into the end. You notice that? Well, there's like in a second. If you're on if you're on iTunes, right. you're gonna hear my voice come in and ask for a review. So if you listen, there'll be some creepy music in the background, um, which is actually me playing drums, which is my old band. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, listen and go leave a review. That'd be really cool. So, <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah, Chad, thanks for coming on. Uh, Zach, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, this you, is Jay, Jay Thorne, and, and it's cold here in Cleveland, 
and uh, and long hair, and I'm out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Horror Writers Podcast. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's show, please feel free to leave us a comment. Subscribe on iTunes and on YouTube. If you like us, please leave us a review on iTunes. The Horror Writers Podcast can be found on the web at thehorrorwriterspodcast.com. All graphics provided by Johnny Diggs at diggscreative.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode.